Hello, everyone. A link to the show's transcript is in the episode description. My name is Sara or Sarah. My pronouns are she, her, and ella. For my social work practicum, I'm partnering with Dream City to share the stories of Latina, Latino, and Latinx students navigating college. My hope with this podcast is to remind us that we are not alone. Together, we are raising the numbers of Latinas, Latinos, and Latinx people with a college education. And with that, remember, echele ganas. Carlos had the opportunity to take community college classes in high school that exposed him to the vast world of pharmacy. Now he is the University of Iowa Doctor of Pharmacy candidate and is pursuing a certificate in global health studies. While he has faced some challenges, he has his heart set on becoming a pharmacist. Well, there's definitely been a lot of struggles along the way. One of the things was when I was first applying to the College of Pharmacy. I had no idea what I was doing. No one around me knew kind of what they were doing just because I was a sophomore at the time applying for pharmacy school. It was just like a crazy time. I didn't know where I was going to be able to have this random $20,000 for tuition. Also just figuring out who I can contact, like who would be able to help me out. There was some people out there that definitely wanted to help me out. There was people out there that, you know, I told them my story and I also told them once because I was having trouble finding how to pay for college. Like I'm a DACA student. At the time I was a DACA student. And one of the things they told me, we've never had like a student on DACA here, like, or no one that's told us at least. So we don't know what resources exactly are available. So it also took us a minute just for them trying to figure out first, okay, what do other colleges also do for their students? And what available resources do we have? At the time, it was like the admissions counselor. She was very nice. I also spoke to like one of my deans too. She was very nice. We found out like some scholarships that I could apply for or that they would grant me. So that was also nice. But it was definitely a hard time figuring out, especially like, can I still even stay in pharmacy school or do I have to leave? And that was definitely a tough challenge in pharmacy school for me. Once this took over the course of like months, so it was like hard for me just to figure out like, okay, what options are available? Because at the time, as a DACA student, I couldn't apply for federal loans or receive money from the university that wasn't based on merit. So I couldn't get funds based on needs. The U-bills started to come up, so didn't know if I could pay that or if I had to leave. So luckily, one of my cousins was able to get me like a private loan and then I was able to stay on for that semester. The next semester, I got the news that I became a resident, and so I was able to get federal loans. So I swapped them out, and now I'm just relying on those. So that's still good. I'm still able to stay in school. Yeah, it was definitely some hard nights just figuring out, can I still stay in pharmacy school? Like, is this an option? Like, is it tailored for, you know, people who are first gen? Is this an option, like, for Latino students, Latinx students? Like, is it possible to even do this? But I also saw that there was other Latinx students, some few out there that were classes above me and they were being strong. So I still kept in it and I'm still in it now. So One of the first things I noticed when I got into pharmacy school was I was only guy Latino. There was two other Latinas, but we were it. 
at whole class and that was kind of shocking because my friend group like is very diverse growing from high school with you guys and then in college again or undergrad and then kind of like a high school setting all over again because you're in one building with like 400 people from four different classes and kind of like this is your new high school <laughs> another culture shock because it's like you start all over with like the four-year process again so you come in as a freshman, you do sophomore year, and then junior, then senior, and then you graduate, and then you're a pharmacist. First of all, when we first found out about Trump, like I, I bawled. Like I thought I couldn't, my dreams of going to school, my dreams, like that they're out the window, you know, but I still kept going, you know, still checking the news, waiting for the latest news on DACA and on like path to citizenship and all that. But it was tough just not knowing what my future would be. Still kind of in the air, just with everything. You never know with the new future. But it's just kind of keeping that mindset that this is kind of, I have to do this, not only for myself, but also kind of like for my family. You know, I wanted to go to school not only to like learn more for like what I was interested in, but also to help out my family. So just kind of with DACA, it was just hard knowing that that could have just been stripped away or that could have been taken away and I couldn't do anything for my family, you know. When I got my residency and all that, I kind of took like a big weight off my shoulders just because my family, they no longer had to worry about me per se about that part. And also I was able to not so much worry about my school, getting out loans for that. So that took a big weight off my shoulders, but it was still scary, you know? Still don't tell many people I'm a resident, you know, because I don't want them to perceive me as like something different or like someone different or like I didn't, I don't know. I feel like it would just change the way that people would look at me. But that's still a thing that I still kind of going with myself and still working with myself, just like, you know, I am that and I am doing all this and you know, we're out here. <laughs> One of the things that really brings me joy is just like knowing that I'm going on a good path to just seeing my community just like out there too, just seeing kind of what I'm doing, what I like to do. Well, some of the things that I do too, I like to volunteer with the University of Chicago Mobile Clinic. So I like to go a lot and help out with Open Heartland. So they are a one of the nonprofits here in Iowa City recently started. And they cater to like newly arriving Latinx immigrants that come here, Iowa City specifically. And with Mobile Clinic, we just kind of go over there, give vaccines. So it's nice seeing the faces of people in my community saying hi again. And then also just Whenever I post something on Instagram or something or see something on Facebook and just get comments on it from my, your mom for like one, she commented on another photo. I loved it. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so nice to see that, that people are just saying like, you got this, like you're doing it. I mean, it's still nice just to be able to know that not only what I'm doing is going to go somewhere else, but I'm also giving back to the people that got me here in the first place like the people that just helped me grow up in a way just helped me go to school helped me with everything in life
Well, for me, I put a lot of pressure on myself just because I guess I thought, or I still kind of think that I kind of have to help my family just because my family is like a single mom household, just me and my little brother, but I don't live with them anymore. I'm off by myself, but you know, in the future, I still want to be able to like support my mom, just having her, just not having to work or do as much stuff, you know, just to give back to her. So if I put a pressure on myself to make sure that I can do that and be successful, then she'll be okay. So everything I kind of do in a way is for that, but it's also stuff that I find interesting too. So it's also kind of hard and scary too when I'm doing it just because I'm doing all this stuff and my mom's still back at home, you know, my little brother's still back at home and I'm over here. Yeah, I definitely do feel the guilt, especially because sometimes I do have to study and like have the pressure of a school on top of me. But then my family's also here in town, so I also have the pressure, not the pressure, but like I like to go see them, to go say hi, you know, to go be with them still just because they're still my family, you know, they're just here in town. I have the ability to go over there. But sometimes when I do have to study and like I have to like pull an all-nighter and just need to kind of study in order to get good grades and can't make it to like some events or can't go over, you know, it feels guilty when they're like, oh, you never like come by or like my extended family's here in town too. So like I get busy with like orgs that I'm in and just everything and work too. Work takes a lot of my time too, just to be able to afford to just to live and everything. But yeah, I do feel guilty just being in school and just having these experiences and they're just at home and I don't visit too often. Before I did feel the pressure too, when I moved out, just because my mom is in a single family household and the reason kind of why I moved out was just to be closer to school. And instead of having to wake up at 7 a.m. too, and then get back at like 1 a.m., it would have been easier for me just to be closer to campus. I did get backlash from family too sometimes, just why are you moving out away from your mother and all that. But it was a tough time. I mean, but they still support me in what I do. Balancing everything can be tough at sometimes too, especially when you don't know what the next week can be thrown at you or like what next exam content can be or what event you have going on the weekend but yeah it's it can be tough challenging and balancing those things still working on that i'm also working on my certificate in global health studies so i hope to fuse something with pharmacy and that so that kind of involves just a variety of topics, a variety of things with issues and health going on, not only in our communities, but also in the world. I'm still trying to figure out my path, what I wanna do, but I definitely think it involves either immigrant populations or definitely populations that have been overlooked and not have been given the help and the resources that they need. So that's kind of something that I wanna be more interested in, especially with like Latino or immigrant populations because in healthcare, it's getting a little bit better, but they still don't know how to necessarily interact with every single patient of different color or different ethnicities, different religions. So I want to be like a person who can be there and feel comfortable just to be able to talk to. And also who knows, like I've gone through similar situations. Like I've had to rely on like a free medical clinic when I was younger, you know, not having healthcare and all that can be 
a difficult situation. People who might have healthcare might not know how it might have been navigating these areas. So I just want to be someone who can lend themselves, help out with what's going on. For everyone out there, all the Latinos who are considering pharmacy school, one of the things I did, or just a lot of the things I did is found people who wanted to, I guess, hear my story or people who were very interested in hearing my story and wanted to help me out. It can be a little bit hard to find those people, but once you do find those people, they'll help you with the challenges. Sometimes, it, yes, it can be scary talking to these people, administrators, deans, they don't even know my name, or you think they don't know your name, but once you kind of tell them what you're going through, they're there to help you out, you know? They want to see you succeed and they're going to help you throughout that chance. So if you can just make it, if you can just believe in yourself, and if you can imagine the dream that you have, you can fulfill it if you put your mind to it. Don't try to do it all alone by yourself. It's gonna be hard if you do it all alone. So ask for help. And also don't forget about self-care too. For other Latinos out there, this might happen to you most likely just because we are going through a system that like wasn't really designed for us and wasn't there to help us. So knowing that there's people out there that do wanna help you and uh, people that want to listen to your story. That's definitely what helped me and what made me realize, like, I can keep doing this. Like, I belong here. Like, if there's no space for me, then I'm going to create a space for myself. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Carlos for agreeing to do this episode. I am Sara, and as always, echele ganas.